This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. John Jastrzemski! We have reached the final hour. Time flies when you're having fun. It's 9.05. Here on this Friday evening, it's JJ John Shostremsky. We're right here on the Fang. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. And it's week six in the NFL. So we'll try to set some fantasy rosters. Make the right calls like we always do. With our next guest. From FantasyPros.com and my good buddy, the great Jason Katz, nice enough to join us. Jason, good evening. New time slot. How we doing? What's happening, brother? Doing well. Good to be back after a one-week hiatus. Yeah, it is good to be back, Jason. Let's start here. Le'Veon Bell. He is now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, we were trying to figure out once he got released, would it be the Jets? No. Would it be Miami? No. Would it be Buffalo? No. It's Kansas City. What is the fantasy impact of Bell going there from his standpoint? And what does this mean for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? So you hit the two names that obviously are affected here. It's Bell himself and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And if if you search the internet, you'll find every possible opinion you can. So I'm going to offer mine. Could be wrong. I don't think I am. We'll start with uh, Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, anywhere other than the Jets is an upgrade for him. Uh, his his usage will not be what it was necessarily with the Jets, but the improvement in offense cannot be uh, understated. But going to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, there are people out there that are like, okay, you know, it's no big deal. This could be like a Fournette situation, or it could be like McCoy from last year. No, no, no. The Chiefs brought in Le'Veon Bell to be the guy. Bell can't play this week. He can't even practice until next Wednesday at the earliest, so probably not much going to be going on uh, next week. But beginning in week nine, I believe, that's when we're going to start seeing Bell uh, really push for this job. I do believe that by the time he gets up to speed, this is like 70%. He's the guy, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, my best comparison for him, is going to be Tony Pollard. Not in terms of talent or anything like that, just in terms of what they are. We know if Zeke goes down, Tony Pollard is an RB1. But while Zeke is healthy, Pollard is completely useless for fantasy. That's what I think is coming for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So fantasy managers, if you have him in your lineup this week, enjoy it. You've got one or two weeks left, and then it is the Le'Veon Bell show. Amazing. A guy who was a first-round pick, basically enjoying a last hurrah in week six. Crazy how, you know, the NFL world can be flipped every which way. But hey, Jason, 
That's 2020. Let's get to another fantasy situation, real-life situation, that has changed quite a bit. Your beloved Dallas Cowboys. Jason, for those of you keeping score at home, has been a Dallas Cowboy fan for 25 years. He's seen Aikman, he's seen Quincy Carter, he's seen Tony Romo, and he's enjoyed Dak Prescott. Well, now we know Dak is done for the year. Andy Dalton steps in. Jason, I'm wondering, from a Zeke standpoint, from a CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, Cooper standpoint, what does this mean now for the rest of their fantasy year? Obviously, Andy Dalton is not anywhere near as good as Dak Prescott. But Andy Dalton is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Still a backup, but he's definitely better than a handful of starters. He's probably still the best quarterback in the NFC East right now. That's the, uh, the silver lining here. The, the bad news is I do think that Mike McCarthy could look at this and say, hey, you know what? We've got a backup quarterback. We can't be doing these shootouts anymore. Uh, we're going to try and slow down the pace of the offense. And, again, the Cowboys, I think, were first in the NFL in offensive plays run so far. And they're going to try and stop that because the offense will, in theory, not be as prolific. And that obviously will lead to fewer opportunities for the receivers and less fantasy value. The other side of that is, well, they never planned to run this many plays to begin with. They don't have a choice because their defense can't stop anybody. Defense is not getting any better. Yes, Leighton Van Esch is coming back. Uh, may get Randy, Randy, Randy Gregory back soon. But this defense is terrible. It's historically bad. And if they get down early like they've been every game this season, even if it's Dalton, he's going to have to throw. So are we getting 100% of production from, uh, from the receivers, from Zeke? No. But even 70 to 80% is still really good, and I, I think that's what we're looking at. This might be an unfair question, Jason. It might be a loaded question, but I, I think there are a lot of people wondering right now. If I have Cam Newton, if I have James White, um, if I have Jerry Judy or Philip Lindsay, do I play my Broncos or Patriots with the uncertainty about that game being played? What would you do? Two weeks going now, I can't remember there ever being a game with this much uncertainty. I mean, when we're talking about when we had the, I think you remember, what was it, uh, Steelers, Dolphins, and the Hurricane. We, we, we had that going on. There was the Tuesday night game where Joe Webb started and you could play him at a wide receiver. We've had some crazy things over the years in football. But I can't remember a game with, with more uncertainty than this game. It's not just whether it's played with the, with the positive test coming out today. But we don't know the status of Melvin Gordon. Is he going to get suspended? Is he too sick to play? Um, Philip Lindsay coming off a toe injury. How healthy is he? What about Royce Freeman? And then on the Patriots side, Ken Newton hasn't played in a couple weeks. When we last saw him, he didn't play particularly well. There's, just, there's a lot of moving parts here. Uh, we should get word tomorrow about what they're going to do. Right now, the plan is to go forward with the game. If there are any positive tests tomorrow, that's not going to happen. They will probably push it to Tuesday since they already have them on the two Monday night games. And then, again, it'll be the same deal last week as with the Titans and the Bills, and we're just, we're just hoping. I think that if you have – this thing gets moved to Tuesday. If you have alternatives, you play them. It's the same deal as last week. And in this game, I don't really see anyone as an absolute must-start, not even Melvin Gordon if you know he's ready to go. So I'm trying to avoid anybody in this game if I have to make the decision on Sunday for what might happen on Tuesday. But as of now, I think you can, you can leave everybody in until we hear something. Jason Katz, our fantasy guru. Check him out over at fantasypros.com. We'll get to your start, sit questions in a minute. But Jason, let's start here. Quarterback, must play, must sit of the week. Combine the two. Who do you love? Who do you hate this week? 
All right, I'm loving Matt Stafford coming off the bye. You always love Matt Stafford, by the way. I feel like every week you're in on Matthew Stafford. Is that fair? No, it's not fair. It's not every week. It's just uh, it's seems that way, bro. Seems that way. In the Jaguars and coming off a bye, his, his yards per target has, has increased, uh, or average average uh, air yards per target has increased every week uh, since Kenny Galladay came back. He's he's had now two full weeks to his practice getting sync with his receivers. He hasn't really been taking downfield shots, just three ball attempts per game. But that, that's going to that's gonna change now with Galladay fully healthy. This is the perfect matchup for him to really break out. And In on Stafford, other, who are you avoiding? This is going to be very counterintuitive, but I'm going to avoid Kirk Cousins. Against the Falcons, I know it seems unwise, but here's the problem. The Falcons are terrible, and Matt Ryan is terrible. And what keeps Cousins throwing is if the Vikings are trailing. Cousins pass attempts this game, going back to week one. 25, 26, 27, 22 until the 39 last week against Seattle, in which, in which they had, he had to keep up with Russell Wilson. The Vikings, Mike Zimmer, they don't want to call any pass plays. They would literally call zero if they could. It doesn't matter who the running back is. Uh, Kirk Cousins' volume is not going to be there this week. Yeah, if he throws, throws three touchdowns, then great, I'll be wrong. But I think the pass attempts won't be there. And I would not like to be starting Cousins as my streamer if I, if I could avoid it. Okay, let's get to the running back position, Jason. Must play, must sit. Who would they be? I mean, we're rolling right, right back to the Vikings. We're going Alexander Madison. I know this is going to be an obvious one. Everybody thinks this, but we're talking about a guy that obviously wasn't started for the last five weeks. With Dalvin Cook out this week with a groin injury, Madison's the feature back. There's not much drop-off between Cook and Madison in terms of productivity. It's just the way NFL works with running backs. We saw it last week. I mean, even though Madison missed a gaping hole to end the game on, on, on the fourth and one play, he still had 112 yards and 20 carries. They're going to feed him as much as he can. And he also had three, uh, three receptions last week. So this passing game upside, Madison is an absolute top five option this week. And on the flip side? Uh, you can't bench Kareem Hunt because you can't really bench anyone dominating touches. But you need to temper expectations. The Steelers have an excellent run defense. They allow just 64 rushing yards per game. Hunt can do damage via reception because efficiency is going to be a problem. Just 12% of the receiving yardage allowed by the Steelers has gone to running backs. Sure, he could fall into the end zone, so could any running back. And he could also pad his stats with a bunch of, you know, seven receptions for like 30 yards or something like that. But a ceiling game is not really in his range of outcomes this week. And at wide receiver, Jason, who we got? I'm going with the electric rookie, LaVisca Chenault. I think this is the week he truly breaks out. The Lions can't defend opposing wide receivers. 73% of the receiving yards they allow go to, goes to receivers. Uh, they've given up six touchdowns to receivers in just four games. Chark is banged up. He's probably not going to play it, even if he does. He's got that, bang, that, that uh, uh, tricky ankle. I think the Minshew could lean more on Chenault this week, and uh, he's going to smash. All right, Jason, now we got some start-sit for you. I know you're always down to share with the Twitter audience and the listening audience those key, like, 50-50 calls that could go either way. Ready for a couple rapid-fire? I love them. They're my favorite. All right, let's start with quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick against the god-awful Jet team. Andy Dalton against a shaky and suspect Arizona defense. We need to stop disrespecting Ryan Fitzpatrick and treating him like he's some quarterback that I don't know if we should start him. He's that streamer that you pick up and then you realize, oh, wait a minute. He's not a streamer. He's just a QB1. I saw a stat, or I heard it um, earlier this week, that since he took retook over the job last year, he's been the QB3 in fantasy points. He's, he's a top 12 quarterback this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick should be your starter if you have him. He, he's just that guy. You're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick over Andy Dalton making his first career start for the Cowboys. All right, let's get to last week's breakout star, Chase Claypool, 
Notre Dame product now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is it Claypool or Justin Jefferson against the Atlanta Falcons? Two talented rookies, one with the draft capital, one without it. Uh, Jefferson uh, Jefferson might suffer from the same issue that I was talking about with Cousins, which is the lack of volume. Obviously, he had those two smash games, 7 for 175, 4 for 103 in weeks 3 and 4. But last week went back down, only 3 for 23. He's only had five targets the past two weeks. Uh, Claypool, though, it feels like chasing points. I know hey, last week was Claypool's career game. He will not have a better game than that in, his, in his, the rest of his career. He still didn't play as many snaps as Juju or, uh, or James Washington. So, I mean, I, I like Claypool as a talent, but he's not sneaking up on anybody this week. I think I'm going to lean Jefferson, but if Claypool proves, proves me wrong, I'll be really happy about it. Jason, I think I have a feeling in which direction you're going here because you hinted at it earlier. But Alexander Madison or Mike Davis as your RB3 or your flex, who's your guy? That is an absolutely insane decision. I would love to know who this person's starting running backs are. You'll have to respond on Twitter, Jason. You know, he, he at replied, not just me, but you. So you can you can do a little research and homework on this one if you'd like. I, I'd like to save it for the show, but I, I want to I respond after, after we're done here. I'm going to find out because I feel like you should be starting both of them. Yes. There's a very, very short list of running backs I would start this week over Mike Davis and Alexander Madison. There's maybe like five of them over both these guys. So, I mean, if you have to pick between them, uh, I would lean – toward Mike Davis just because we know what he's done. He's proved it. He's 80% of Christian McCaffrey. But, man, there's probably somebody you're starting that's a bigger name that you don't realize you should be benching for Mike Davis and Alexander Madison. I need to find out who that is. Jason, final one, and it is not a start-sick question, but it happens to be, you know, a matchup that you and I were a part of last week. I think we should share with the listening audience what our margin of victory was on Tuesday. I tweeted this out, and like I, I'm not one to be the person who tweets out any sort of results of my team, so I know nobody really cares. But we we won this matchup by a score of 127.43 to 127.42. It is literally the smallest margin of victory possible in all fantasy football, and we have that on our resume now. I hope there's no stack corrections, but I know Yahoo said that without a Thursday game, they could go to Sunday because that'd be really disappointing just to see. Even if it's on the other side, I don't want to see this score change because this is just something that will never happen again, and it needs to stay on the record books. Jason, I'm glad we were a part of it. Excellent job as always, my friend. We'll do this again next week. And for anybody who's looking for that late, last-minute fantasy advice, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm always on Twitter at JasonCast13. I'm sitting by my computer waiting to answer these questions. Yeah, and listen, on Sunday, with everything that's going on, you need that up-to-the-minute fantasy advice. Jason, good work. Enjoy your weekend. Let's uh, win again on Sunday, all right? You too. Jason Katz over at FantasyPros.com. we got a lot more to do. The unlocks of the week is still to come. We'll run around the league, get you ready for week six. Telephone calls at 877-337-6666. It's JJ After Dark right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.